JD. It's a guy that if you can see him, if you can see him on the live stream, and that is factually correct, you look like a Ronnie or a Rusty, buddy. I, I, I don't know which of the two, but I can't tell if the mustache is, like, really working. I don't know if that wall went to air or not, but we're figuring this out as we go. I, what was the motivation behind this mustache before we start with the, tonight's pressing game? Um, I, as you know, once in a while, I like to shave and go right down to the wood. And my lovely wife, Allison, thinks I'm an uggo, and so do you think I'm an uggo. <laughs> yeah, I do. And what it really comes down to is it's the naked upper lip. That's very jarring. Yeah. So uh, I met her halfway, and I said I, the beard was driving me nuts. I met her halfway. Kept the kept the lip lettuce, kept the uh, soup strainer, and uh, hacked the rest off. So I'm going with yeah. mustache for a little bit until the beard goes back into like a non-annoying level, and then I'll I'll even it out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's here's the that's... thing about facial hair. She grows back, pal. Well, I'm actually, like, actually if you're... not with you. you yeah, have I was a gonna say baby face. You're a little little baby boy. But... <laughs> Dude, I can't even I can't even get my mustache to connect in the middle. It's so disgusting. It's yeah. the most disgusting facial hair you can possibly have. Like just separated sides uh, with a goatee that doesn't connect in the middle either. And then just patches on the side. And so you'll just never have a beard. Yeah. I'll you'll just never, never know. know the feeling of being a gritty man with a beard. Yeah. It, it's that, a great you know feeling. what the trade off is, though? You know what the trade off is? She's a like being shirt? able to shave oh. no shaving cream. Like oh. getting out of the shower, just like whoosh, 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 done. Two You're seconds. Not. I don't need it. I don't need it. I got baby skin smooth skin. You could light a match. You could, I guess you it's could skin light, to each other. You could light but, a match on this baby. Yeah, it's disgusting. That's a that's a pain <laughs> in the ass. I don't need more like things to groom. You know, more like the older I get, I don't need you know more like uh. upkeep to this body. Anyway, um, leaves JD and Rusty. Um, I don't really know what to say tonight. Matthews came back. He ripped one. He shot the puck hard like he does normally. I thought that he looked fine. It's not like he was really asked to do much. Um, the Blackhawks, dude, how many times have we done this this year? Let me ask you this question. Mm. How many times this year have you watched a team and gone, no, that's, that's the worst team because I feel like we've done that counter four or five times. And I think that Chicago performance was the worst we've seen. Like it's them in Anaheim. I thought the worst team was Columbus on the Friday night. The first Columbus game after the break, I thought was the worst performance from another team that I had seen. The least road shooting the other, the blue jackets 28 to 11 at one point during that game. Like that was the absolute beatdown. So I thought that was maybe, but this is in the, in the realm this is one of the worst teams in the league they've played. So, yeah, I mean, they suck, and they're not trying. Like, at least Columbus was trying on Saturday. Like, they're a bad team, but they were trying, and they were skating hard, and they were giving the least fits with their size. This team is just a team full of guys who do not want to be there. There is zero effort from them. So, it was a, it was a, not exactly an enthralling watch, but it was nice to see Matthews back in the lineup. Yeah, um, Matthews looked good. I think the Patty Kane thing is probably the biggest takeaway from this game. Like if you're a Leaf fan and you were going to watch this game and you were getting up for it in any kind of way, you were probably trying to see what Kane looked like. And I had Elliot Friedman on my podcast today, subscribe to the JD Bunkus podcast. 
get all the latest lease rumors. Elliot and I went over basically every single iteration, every single thing possible, every single player that's been linked to this team, every single guy that's been scratched. But Kane came up because I thought I had a theory of, okay, if this guy isn't getting the Rangers, how many teams are going to be on his list of teams, right? And what is the price of acquisition really going to be if the Blackhawks really want to do right by him? Davidson and Dubas have a bit of a history. Patrick Kane wants to potentially be in the area. I think that if he's trying to win a Stanley Cup, then guess what? Buffalo's too far away. I don't think he's doing that this year. The Devils also feel a little too far away. Like, the list can't be super long, right? I think I figure it'd be like Leafs and Bruins. If you're the Bruins, is that really what you're trying to bring in? I thought, okay, maybe it could be Toronto where they get him on a cheap price. After watching him tonight, Elliot was saying he he wasn't sure he's seen it man that nine goals in 50 games he has might just be the truth that it just play, might be it plays it yeah plays. like now listen i i'm really really conflicted on which side of this argument to be on in terms of the he just is washed and he's no good anymore and he's you know he's hurt he's got a tour whatever's going on with his hip he's sore he's just not that and on the other side of it is he's playing on a team with no purpose, with no, like I'm leaning more to the side of that. He's getting close to done, but at the same time, the guy's slow. He looks he scored, really he's, slow. He scored like, what was it? 90 points last year, 92 points last year. That yeah. was just last year. Like there is an elite hockey player in there. And I just can't tell if it's lack of purpose playing for the crappy Blackhawks or a guy that's playing hurt. And he doesn't look like he has the pace that he used to. Like there's a couple times where you can see it. Like he made that play when he danced Giordano at the line and kind of flew in on the backhand. It looked like vintage Patty Kane until Matthew stripped the puck from him, came from behind. But I just, he doesn't look nearly as dynamic, obviously, as you remember him seeing. So I don't know what side of it I'm on. There I'm on, part I'm of on me, the side of absolutely not after tonight. Um, mm. Here's the thing. You can see some of the craftiness, but the way the guy moves, man, I've seen a lot of Patrick Kane move, and that's not the movement of the guy we're used to. And then you recall, okay, sure, he had the 90-point season, right, a year ago, and you go, is he just washed? I don't know if he's washed. He just maybe doesn't look healthy, but he, he doesn't look fast. He looks slow, and he looks mm -hmm. deliberate. And there were a couple of plays in there where you go, oh, that was kind of clever, right? I said that, we, you know, you and I watched the game together tonight. We noticed a couple times, like, ooh, that was clever. That was a little crafty. Leafs are not in the mix trying to get somebody who is a lottery ticket like that. Like, if the price of acquisition is nothing, then, of course, you can add a Patty Kane. But the idea that you would ever give up a significant asset and, and have to wonder and have to go, well, he didn't move very well and he can't really skate. Yeah. Uh, but there's a good hockey player in there and you might unlock it in a must win season when Kyle Dubas's job is on the line. I, I think like, honestly, this, this is not to me an overreaction off of one game. I just, I, that's not a player the Leafs need that I saw tonight. They, the, and the amount of effort that it would take to get them in terms of like double retention and that's what I'm saying. sending uh -uh. picks to different teams, making it a three-way banger, like all these different things that they would have to do to get them on the team. Listen, you'd really have to be on the side of that he's just mailing it in. But I think there's been enough smoke in terms of, you know, people have been talking about him having an injured hip. Like, that's yep. been out there. He's been asked about it. He's kind of balked at it, like, been defensive about it. So there's a lot of red flags with him, obviously. But the flip side of it is, to me, is there's a lot of guys on this Leafs team that have 
really shrunk in big moments in big playoff games. And Patrick Kane has put his nuts on the line and performed massively in huge games in, you know, massive moments all throughout his career. Bro, you so know like, what those moments listen, were? Listen, I, know, I know, I know, I know. A listen, ago. listen, how many times we talk about how important it is to have guys that have won on your team? The Leafs sure. have nobody that have won. There's Jake Muzzin was the only guy that have, has won on their team and he's not even going to be contributing. Like the only side of this that I'm ever going to be on if getting for, because I agree with you tonight, he did not look very good, but it, you know, rings in the room do not hurt. And I'm not saying you got to give up a, a huge asset for him. I'm not saying you're playing him 20 minutes tonight. He's one of your dynamic guys, but if he wants to come to Toronto and you can figure out a way to, you know, I, I don't, I don't think it's the worst idea from that perspective. Yeah. The, listen, he won those rings you, you, a decade ago. Yeah, and he's but listen, he, he's played in old. massive games, man. No, that, I, this this is where we start to get into fairy tale land. Like that's a player who is done. Like he's done. He can't move. All and right. he doesn't want to move. Okay, have fun when he's lighting it up on Boston, and you have to take these backs, and he's scoring big goals. Like I just listen. Boston, you're is probably too much right. Of a winner to go you're after that. You're, like, you're probably right. You're probably yeah. right. But I'm just saying, there's a part of me that doesn't mind having one of the clutchest guy in the history of the league on the lease yeah. for a core that has never had one clutch moment. So his, his biggest goal was, uh, Oh, did he win the Stanley cup when he scored a goal I in know, overtime? Was, uh, that goal. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, did he literally <laughs> rip the heart out of Roberto Luongo a hundred times? Yeah. Heartbreaker. Heartbreaker. Yeah, dude, he was the man. Bring Patty he, Kane to the Leafs. I'm in. I don't no. care how bad he looked tonight. I, yeah. Everybody's everybody. I'm zagging. I'm zagging here. Yeah, this is just a rational Ronnie right here. Like Ronnie showed <laughs> up right now. It's like you're just here to create chaos. Like the the truth is that guy doesn't play for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and he won't play for the Toronto Maple Leafs barring right. some kind of insane miracle. Um, there's other ways to get rings in the room. There's other ways to go out and get experience. And like it's it's not like Toronto won't be in the mix for somebody who won a Conn Smythe before in Ryan O'Reilly. It's just. If you're, you only have so many I mean, assets. It's the same conversation with him. He's had a horrific year too. That's, like he's get, he's on the downside of his career too. Like buddy, there's a if, difference if you listen, if you, watch a, if, if you watch a St. Louis blues game against the Leafs, we'd probably be having the same conversation, but like, Damn. boy, he looks slow. Boy. He like, it's the same kind of conversation. He's on the, Damn. he's on the back line of his career too, man. It's the same thing. That's not, that's not a centerman who yeah. is going to give you hard minutes in a playoff series. Who's six foot four? That's a five ten winger. I who, understand. Who relies purely? No, no. But like, I don't know why you're getting defensive about Patty Kane here. I was well, like, no, like, because oh, and you're freaking out over this. You're well, like, Ryan O'Reilly. Like, I, relax, I'm not Ronnie. freaking. I'm not freaking out over anything. I'm just yeah. saying that, like, if we watched washed up Ryan O'Reilly play tonight, we'd probably be having the same conversation. I mean, I, I'm telling you that I've seen both guys this year, and I haven't watched as much Blackhawks as I have actually seen of St. Louis. And we haven't, you know, seen like Ryan O'Reilly's been hurt too. It's yeah. been a definitely a down year. The conversation isn't about like trying to get guys on the downside of their career. It's about mm. which downside guy that you're going to get because that's the conversation. There's only one upside guy that's mm. Timo Meyer, and everybody wants him. That's the yeah. upswing guy, the RFA. Everybody else is downside of their career. Which guys are going to end up fitting? That are of like, you know, consequence to this team if we're talking about rings in the room, right? Mm -hmm. But Bertuzzi doesn't have rings in the room that they're going to try to go after this year. Like any other depth forward they chase, that's not the rings in the room conversation. To me, I'm saying that it's really, really hard to imagine the player I saw tonight being an impactful player in a series against the Tampa Bay or a Boston Bruins. Like, I just don't see it. 
if you got them for nothing and you were, it was a way where they said, we're going to take on all this salary and we're going to try to do right by this player and we want him to be on your organization, you can take that lottery ticket. For, but for a team like the Toronto Maple Leafs that has one first-round pick, one top prospect, and then a bunch of just, you know, mystery farm and scattershot picks over the next couple of years, mm-hmm. it is just an impossibility to me. Like, I just, I don't see how that's your bullet. I don't see how that's the money that you eat up. I don't see how that's the player need, like how that fixes anything for you other than that, like, mythology of, well, he could score a big goal, which they just haven't had. I just, I'm writing it off. I'm, I won't even go through, like, the, the other things from this game. I think, like, there was the Sam Lafferty conversation that was starting to buzz around. I went, that's a guy. That's a fun guy. Yeah. He's big bottom six guy. Like, yeah. he looks like he's big. He scored that a weird. That helps them more, I think, he's, than Patty He Kane. scored a weird-ass goal off of uh, Yarn Crocs. I don't even know what the hell happened there. It was a big-time brain fart. Turnover, then body oh. checked his own goalie. And the Yarn puck Kroc ended up almost in the had a Hall of Fame Leafs game tonight. He had the goal against the very first one where he makes a pass <laughs> back to the middle of the ice. Ends up like this play right here. Boy, oh, boy. Like, that is just. And then bonk, oh my Almost God. kills Ilya Samsonov. And then later in the game, he threw a pass back to his net. Uh, empty net on a delayed penalty. Yeah. Almost put it in his own net. I would have loved to see it. It would have been really funny had that happened. Yeah, I don't know. I just, there wasn't really much on Chicago. Like, does Domi stick out for you? Do, no. did La- like La- But if I'm saying, if I had to pick one of the guys from tonight that have been kind of in the mix for the Leafs. Lafferty would have been the one where I thought, oh, okay, at least at least I see what you do. At least I see how you would help the Leafs. Yeah, and he's a physical guy. So, you know, like he'd probably fit in perfectly with all the punt dudes they have in the bottom six that maybe score Boy, a goal. You're on maybe, one. No, maybe team. score a goal every 10 games and maybe have a good defensive shift just like all the rest of the dudes that they have in the bottom six. Like, I, it's, well, it's true. Like, it's like, oh, you're, you're getting excited about, you know, Joey Anderson on steroids. It's like, it's great. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Like you're like you're not. He's not gonna be an impact guy. All he's right. not. It's true. Uh, he's not. Like he's fine. But I'm just not gonna get too excited about him. I think if there's you know the one guy that had a really bad first shift was Jake McCabe. He looks pretty big. He looks like he could maybe play defense. Like I I I don't know. Like I just I think they're gonna have to get him. Like it's gonna be the impact moves that are gonna move the needle. I know it's an easy thing to say, but like. I don't think uh, Sam Lafferty or, you know, Jake McCabe is going to be the move that puts the Leafs past the first round against Tampa. That's the, I don't think that's a very bold opinion here, but I think that's kind of the case. I don't know if there is going to be a move that's available to them that's going to put them in a first round past Tampa. Yeah, I, that's maybe the terrifying part. Anyway, of this. again, this is way too big. Like, I'm just trying to talk about the scraps that are on this Chicago team yeah. because this is what we're watching. And to me, it's like, yeah, that Chicago team is so terrible that it, you're mm-hmm. right, that it kind of gets back to this, is that it's hard to evaluate them, and it must be hell for talent evaluators to go to these Chicago yeah. games, right? The Leafs are telling their pro scouts, hey, go to Chicago and watch them play. <laughs> no! And then yeah, you've got to watch that <laughs> no! talk shit every night, and it is just painful. But how do you suss out, like, what is actually there with those guys? Because... Tonight, I wrote down, like, I'm going to actively look at those four dudes, right? Mm-hmm. And I think you know a little bit more of what Max Domi is. I actually think, like, that's sort of worth maybe a He's bit of a pace. crack. He's got pace. Yeah. He moves. Exactly. Skates. Like, that. Yeah. yeah, he can skate. He can yeah. at least do something he moves. And you know if he comes here, he's going to play, like, 
car, a, a house on fire. The weird thing with Domi, though, is that he wanted to come here before on the cheap. It's not like yeah. he went to Chicago on some big money deal. Like, Toronto had a shot, and Dubas didn't want him. So, so I find it hard to believe he's going to be giving up any asset for him at the deadline if he could have had him for cheap. That's what I'm saying. Could have had him for free for cheaper. Yeah. So yeah. why would he want to give something up? There's something yeah. there. Like, I don't know what it is. It's not like I'm Max Domi's biggest fan. No. But, yeah, if you're going to tell me he fits into Toronto's bottom six, I would say, yeah, absolutely. If you're going to tell me that he gets to replace Alex Kerfoot in the top six, hell, I'd be like, yeah. Take a look at him up on the wing with those guys. But for whatever reason, Leafs don't really like him. I'm not saying that's an infallible situation with Dubas. He also didn't want Corey Perry. And how's that working out for him? Like, yeah, not so hot. He's got some misses. I think I went to watch four guys like you tonight, and I couldn't take our my eye off our boy Peter and Nett. Oh, God. Oh, my Dude. God. Oh, my I, God. I, you know what's crazy? Okay, this is this is true. Like, this is one of those things where it's almost like politics with Kyle Dubas that for someone like me who's in the middle who goes, actually, I think he's like a pretty good GM, but I think some people overrate him and some people underrate him pretty much, yes. right? It's Swings, for, misses, whatever. Yes. Working in a cap-constrained league. Some mm-hmm. people overrate him, some people underrate him. I tweeted, how did he give uh, the goalie that laid oh in three God. goals on nine shots tonight that three-year <laughs> contract? And I have some Dubasites straight up in my mentions, like, saying he was a good goalie before then. It was like, no, he wasn't. Uh, he was a 9-10 save guy that was always hurt. And people were blown away that he got that contract at the time. <laughs> didn't, someone, call me. didn't someone tweet you his record last year? <laughs> Somebody said he had a winning record with the Leafs last year. I was like, I, I'm losing my mind. Like, there's got to be a line, okay, right, with being able to criticize people and say, hey, you made a bad move. And if you as a... Maple Leafs fan can't look at Kyle Dubas giving Peter Morazic a three-year contract with real money attached to it and say, boy, that was a really bad move by him. I got nothing. I got nothing for you. There's no conversation that can be had with you. That is like any rationality. Um, The bigger thing too, is like, boy, Davidson really screwed up. I mean, you could make the case that he was smart. I think he did it on purpose. Yeah. That's who Dubas gave a three-year contract to. Is literally the number one tank goalie in the NHL. Like, boy, oh boy, get you up to the cap floor and just be terrible. I he didn't see the puck at all tonight, Mrazek. Like he was lost. So, I don't think like I mean it's a stupid moot conversation, like a fantasy land to go down here. But like, that is such a massive bailout by Kyle Davidson for Kyle Dubas. Oh like, what would have happened if that didn't happen? Like, they'd still have him on the books at, what is it, 3.8? Was that what it was? Is yeah. it 3.8? Like, it's, and they didn't even, like, they just moved back. That was, I guess, like, Myrtle was in our mention saying that he deserves the GM of the year for not only getting an asset, but yep, they get getting Connor the worst McGard. goal. Yes, He's it's the best be move ever. Yeah, but, yeah. like, maybe you should have got a little more. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Dude. Um, it's literally the anti member of the year. The Leafs got, uh, who is the Ottawa goalie? They did it with Marty Gerber Yeah, and Marty Gerber got (laughs) the Leafs traffic and he wore that terrible black bucket and he just like went out there and so good. Yeah, he was. He was amazing. Marty Gerber got dude. Leafs have had some hilarious, like got hot goalies, like JSO (laughs) bang got off of them for a little while into a nine seed. Marty Gerber. Yeah, Marty Gerber got hot for them. Uh, JSG Gare got hot for them. Like, they had a hot minute where they just couldn't find a bad goalie that could give them some tanking. And then when they tried to go out and get a good goalie, it was Andrew Raycroft, like, or Vesa Toskala. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, no, really tough times. Good reminders, though, for whenever we bitch about this team in nights like this. Um, yeah, I think that it wouldn't have hurt them that badly because he's probably just Matt Murray, right? Like, they can't make the Matt Murray money work, so they just go out and get out Ilya Samsonov, yeah. and they're basically in the same situation where they have one goalie who, well, like, yeah, obviously Matt Murray's a lot better than Mrazek, but right now it's not like he's helping them, so yeah. I don't know. It just, yeah, they're probably having to pay an even heavier asset in season to get off that contract from somebody if it doesn't happen. But yeah, so, boy, Mrazek is bad. So, uh do you mind if I change the subject from Peter Mrazek? Yeah, I don't really have anything else on this game. I, like I said, Matthews came back. He looked good. Patrick Kane looked completely washed. I, got a, I don't really love I got a couple of things. Kind of I, I got a couple things for you. So yeah. Connor, Connor Timmins scored oh, yeah, tonight yeah. Uh, on a blast from the point. And I'll just say, what a nice thing to see that was. Like, when's the last time a Leafs D-man yeah. just absolutely powdered one past a goalie from there? Or, like even took a hard slap shot from there. And yeah. I, I, I don't know if I have a massive takeaway or maybe it's just nostalgia from it, but like, it is really nice to be able to have a guy that can do that. And maybe they should look into a guy at the trade deadline that can do that more because it's a really nice sort of uh, luxury to have. I guess Connor Timmons, what was that shot? 88 miles an hour is a heavy shot, good shot, low blocker. Mrazek never saw it, but it's just something that's been lacking so hard from the Leafs that they just never do. It was just such a... Yeah eye-opening surprising nice surprise to have tonight yeah the only thing is is that this take reminds me of when the Leafs got Tyson Berry and he did that out of the gate and then everyone went wow this is a really nice thing to have and then he did it all the time and it was yeah but like, I think I think Connor Timmons yeah. has a conscience there's a difference yeah. here. <laughs> yeah um I agree it it seems like the Leafs have definitely gone the way of you know the analytic world when it comes to the point shot, mm -hmm. which is really devalue it and not really care about defensemen who have a big clapper or have guys that really try to shoot it from back there. Like yeah. I actually think that um, we've seen Lilligren shoot it pretty well when he's gotten an opportunity to, and he doesn't do he's, it very much. He never so does it. That's that's what I'm saying. Like I I wonder how much of actually the players versus the coaching mandate of don't do this. Because you're right, they they don't do it very often. Um, that's 13 points for Timmins in 19 games. I know. And yeah, it's weird because I I'm torn on him. I look at him and I say, you're right. Like that was a nice shot tonight. He's obviously somebody who's able to like snap a pass around and and give them a little bit of an offensive lift. Um, but he's also the type of defenseman that I really worry about. Like he's with Sandine out there last night and I and tonight and I'm looking at it going. If you had to put me through like what Leaf fan hell would be, it would be Brad Marchand chipping the puck in, and mm. all of a sudden I see and Bergeron leaning on Sandine. It's That's like, what I'm oh saying. Sandine that ain't going and, well. And Connor Timmins going back to get the pucks together yeah. and going like, we're gonna get it out of here. It's like, no, you're here forever. Like yeah. this, much, you live here you now. Guys, like you guys are gonna be in here until they decide no, or it's yes. in the back of your net. Like Correct. one of the two. Your only hope is like icing, maybe. That's what you're going to do. Or thinking about Big Patty Maroon bearing down on that and going yeah. like, boy, oh, boy. Um, it's like this is sort of where I go. The Leafs are really good at kind of sometimes identifying these good regular season players that you can get away with and that stat. He played for like, the two, so it's yeah, pretty easy to identify. Yeah, good regular season player that is going to help you get points and help you get through a season, but yeah. come playoff time, I just have a hard time believing I'm going to want to see Connor Timmons play. Yeah, I agree. 
wholeheartedly agree. Like I have nothing to add to that. If he's playing in your top six in the playoffs, there's concerns. And like, I know it was, you know, Hall got a PP whack for a dreadful game on Saturday night. I don't know. Like, you know, Tim and scores. I think he was fine tonight. Like probably stays in. Right. Yeah. Like, but you'd still gun to your head in a playoff series. You'd much rather have Justin Hall in, right? Yeah, no question. Okay, good, good. Just want to make sure we're on the same page there. Like, I know oh, yeah. that I know that Timmons is impressed, but, like, I still do like what Hall brings, especially on the penalty kill defensively. Like, there's no question. I was just going to say that we didn't really see it tonight because we didn't have to really watch the penalty kill. It's like, who yeah. who's replacing Hall in yeah. that regard? Doesn't he, like, lead the league or, like, calls to lead the league in penalty kill minutes oh, per yeah, game? Like, dude, he had a... He had a horrible game. They like competition. Mm-hmm. I did wonder if it was a little bit of, hey, we might have to throw Halls into one of these trades. And mm-hmm. so maybe we just take a look at some of these other guys. Because if they do go out and get like a Gavrikov or uh, Jake McCabe type, yeah. it's going to have to be money that goes out still mm-hmm. too. So maybe they were trying to look at a little bit of life without him. Um, I don't know what you would actually learn like yeah. this against Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I He's not... He was a dra- he was a Chicago draft pick though, was he not? Timmons? No, Hall. Oh, Hall? Uh, was I think he was a second round pick to the Blackhawks, so maybe that's an added layer to the PP whack. Is like, hey, you don't get to play the cookie game against your old team. He trade they traded someone. Uh, I want to say was it? I don't want to. I want to say Richard Panic, but I think that's wrong. For oh. for Justin Hall, I'm gonna look that up. Talk amongst yourselves. Right. Well, no, I I I was gonna say I think we should wrap up because we're at the thirty. 30- a Blackhawks Leafs game, and I don't really okay. think that there's well. Much else well, I had a, I got I asked for some tweets, and I got a bunch. So should I read a couple of these things or no? Yeah, you can. Well, you can fire some good ones if there's good. Okay, okay. Um, now he just signed with the Leafs as a free agent in 2016. So he yeah, was I not he, so, and he was drafted by the Blackhawks. Was a different deal. He was he was drafted by the Blackhawks in 2010. So there you go. Yeah, you are right about that. I'm just going down on. Uh, says Eric just says, uh, how lucky are we that we don't have to watch Mrazek on the team anymore? Very lucky, Eric. Yeah. Very, very lucky. This is, this is just going to turn into the pound Mrazek clothes, <laughs> like as if we did do that already. Just <laughs> lit, light up Mrazek. Uh, this, uh, our boy Colin here, he agrees with you. He said, didn't know who Lafferty was until hearing about him in a trade rumor. Would be a nice piece for our bottom six. So he agrees with us on that one. Uh, Tony Dean tweets in and says, boy, Rusty. So, uh, Rusty yeah. actually might be catching on here. This is uh, this is concerning. Yeah, you. I, <laughs> so if I, if I go full beard, uh, I will not be rusty anymore. Or am I just rusty forever? No, you're rusty with the mustache. Okay, you're, you're um, dusty rusty. That's what this is. Like dusty that's what rusty. It, <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, that's what this look is. And uh, uh, James Myrtle with the tweet of the night saying that uh, Chicago isn't very good. Uh, what a comedian. Yeah. Myrtle on the podcast tomorrow. I might have him like, oh, really? I, I might. My first question might be name your five favorite moments from that game. Go. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like what were, well, hopefully what he's listening now so we can prepare. Yeah, actually, my, I only had one moment I enjoyed in that game, and that was Michael Bunting with a wide open net and not realizing it was a wide open net and trying to pass it to Matthews and not just putting it in the net. Yes. That was enjoyable. Yeah, Outside he, of that, uh, I guess Nylander scored with, what, nine seconds in the game? Yeah, that was great. I thought it was going to be the fastest in Leafs history, but it was the ninth fastest in Leafs history, which surprised me. And I told you, let's bet the over three and a half Leafs goals. And we both made 
a pretty penny thanks to uh, well, that pet. I got we got a, we got a couple legs to go here, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll a, talk about that tomorrow. That was honestly the easiest bet. In the oh, we should have we should have like, bet a million dollars. Why didn't we call in every dollar we could have gotten from friends for that one? Like Matthews back in the lineup, that Chicago team. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, that's it for us. Again, you can subscribe to this podcast. You can leave five stars. Bang that thumbs up on the YouTube page if that's what you're watching. Share it with a friend. Hit the retweet button when you see it come out on Twitter. That always helps us out. And again, you can subscribe to Real Kipper and Born. Hear more of Sammy. You can subscribe to the JD Bunkus podcast to hear more of me. And uh, we will see you Saturday night against Montreal. Montreal. Yeah. And then Sunday against Chicago. Ugh. But, <laughs> but, yes. Sabres Tuesday. Exciting. Sabres. Yes, Thrilling. that'll be a good one. Yes. Like, t- real hate, hate in the rink. Don't let us down, Sabres. Cousins versus Matthews. Darlene versus Matthews. That's like the game that gets Matthews angry. Most pissed. Like he, yes. Yeah, finally. Let's get you going. Want a, want a big shot here? Matthews fight first time next Tuesday. There's a shot for you. I'd love to bet on that. I might ask the uh, fellows over at Pool Bet if they can fire <laughs> one of those suckers up. Anyway, uh, thanks everybody for watching. 